This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. What's a country's biggest global brand ambassador? Its flag carrier. Take Singapore Airlines, for instance, or Qatar, or Emirates. These airlines have been bringing glory to their home countries. Air India does that job for India, painting the sky as a happy tricolor at 30,000 feet. But for years, the airline has been marred by debt and delays. Delays in landing, delays in cabin upgrade, delays in privatization. Well, that last one ended today. Air India was sold to India's Tata sons, the Maharaja's birth parents. Tata acquired Air India for 18,000 crore rupees. That's $2.4 billion. The deal was for Air India and its low-cost carrier, Air India Express. The transfer is expected to be complete by the end of this year. That's when the Maharaja will become a private citizen. What does this mean for brand Air India? What does this mean for you, the flyer? And what does this mean for India's aviation industry? We'll answer all of these questions over the next five minutes. Let's start with some history, the history of Air India. The airline was started in the year 1932 by industrialist J.R.D. Tata. Back then, India was still under the British rule, and J.R.D. Tata was India's first commercial pilot under the Raj. Air India would ferry mail between Bombay and Karachi. The airline was made commercial in 1940. It instantly became a favorite among influential Indians. In the 1950s, the government of India acquired the carrier. In 2007, it merged with Indian Airlines. Then began the never-ending cycle of losses. Just to give you an idea, in the last 10 years alone, the government spent more than 1 lakh crore rupees to keep the airline flying. That's our money, the taxpayers' money, 1 lakh crore rupees. And just so that you can put this in context, the government of India spent 59,000 crore rupees on the Rafale deal. So keeping Air India on air proved to be twice as expensive. As we speak, the airline is bleeding 20 to 25 crore rupees every day. Again, the taxpayers' money. With this sale, the Tata Group has absorbed a sizable portion of the debt. It has unburdened the airline's wings. It has given Air India a fresh start. Welcome back was Ratan Tata's message to Air India. Now, you know, Air India is a brand that's very close to an Indian's heart. Its sale has generated a lot of interest, understandably, and it has also raised many queries. For example, what happens to the brand name? Will they still call it Air India? Yes, that's what we are told. It will remain Air India. Will it merge with Vistara? That's another airline owned by the Tatas. It won't, at least not yet. Air India will remain a separate airline and will continue to be India's flag carrier. Will you see any changes the next time you fly Air India? Again, the handover will only happen at the end of this year. Air India will retain its fleet of 117 aircraft and the express fleet of 24 aircraft. The Tata Group may choose to upgrade the fleet going forward, but there won't be any changes in the airline's routes, not yet. Air India will continue to fly to all existing international and domestic sectors. This includes small sectors like Agartala or Bikaner, Madurai, Coimbatore, you know, the sectors under the Udan scheme. It is compulsory for every Indian carrier to fly to certain remote sectors. Whether you're a state-owned airline or a private airline, you need to have a certain percentage of your operation in the sectors listed under Udan. So Air India will not cease operations to smaller cities and towns. 
There's no worry there. What about the ticket prices? Will they go up? We're told they won't. In India, price bans are fixed by the DGCA, the Directorate General of Civil Aviation. So there won't be any changes in pricing as Air India becomes private. But there will be certain changes, hopefully the good kind of changes, like in-flight experience, better seats, cleaner carpets, entertainment systems that actually work. Experts say with privatization, Air India will become a better carrier, a better experience, is something the chairman also seems to be promising in his latest post. I'm going to read that out for you. This is what he says, Ratan Tata. Air India, under the leadership of Mr. J.R.D. Tata, had at one time gained the reputation of being the most prestigious airline in the world. Tata's will have the opportunity of regaining the image and reputation. You see, this airline is this company's baby. They will do what they can to restore its brand, to protect its legacy. For all you know, starting January 2022, you will get non-vegetarian meals in economy class two in Air India. Who knows? The flight may even land and take off on time. But jokes aside, this is the biggest ever consolidation in the Indian aviation industry. The industry is worth $30 billion. India is home to the world's third largest domestic aviation market. It is also one of the fastest growing in the world. But there's something that keeps troubling India's civil aviation market. And that's the repeated failure of airlines. From Air Sahara to Air Carnival, Air Deccan, Paramount, Kingfisher Airlines, Jet Airways. There are just, these are just some of the popular names in the long list of more than 60 airlines that have failed in the last 70 years. Why do so many Indian carriers tank? It's because it is hard for an airline to make money in India. Fuel prices in India are very high. They do not fall under GST or the goods and services tax. Refueling a jet in Delhi will cost you more than $723 per kiloliter of air turbine fuel, ATF. One kiloliter is equal to 1,000 liters. Now, just to give you a sense of how much it costs, a B747 consumes four liters of fuel every second, four liters every second. That's more than 14,000 liters every hour. So a Delhi-New York flight or a Delhi-Melbourne flight will consume more than 187,000 litres of fuel. Imagine the kind of money that goes into such trips. In India, fuel accounts for more than 40% of an airline's cost. And in most cases, airlines cannot recover that. That's because while fuel prices are high in India, ticket prices are very low compared to the rest of the world. So airlines invariably find themselves running in losses. And this is one of the reasons Air India was bleeding too. The government of India was trying to sell the carrier since 2017, but it wanted to retain 26% of Air India's share. And that did not make the airline an attractive buy. Four years and a lot of back and forth later, the Maharaja finally has a new lease of life. It's a win-win situation for the government of India, for Tata Sons, for Air India, and hopefully for its passengers.